Good morning and welcome to De-Stress Your Business, the podcast where we show you how to get incredible results in your business without constant stress. I'm Paddy Mann, a serial entrepreneur and founder at Air Manual. Uh, my co-founder, Alexis, is at a business mastermind today, so I am flying solo. Now, on yesterday's episode, we discussed why core values are so important. And today's episode, I'm going to share a really simple way to define core values for your business. This should be useful for any company that doesn't currently have core values. And it should also be useful if you're in a company that has core values, but those core values aren't really being used or followed right now. Done right, core values are a huge asset for your team and will help you to avoid all sorts of stress. If you're not feeling that impact and something's not working as it should be, so keep listening to find out how to fix it. A reminder then, so why are core values so valuable and what stress do do they avoid? Um, so uh, I guess the definitions are core, core values. They're the principles, the beliefs, the behaviors that your organization uh, says are the, the most important things that everyone should adhere to and, and follow. And they're really important because they help to define your culture. And different organizations have different cultures. So some organizations will reward growth at all costs. Some will reward a healthy work-life balance. Some will reward being customer-focused, while others will reward keeping costs low. These different values, they're all okay. You have businesses that uh, thrive with any of these, these different values, but you can't, you can't have those two things together. You can't, you can't have um, growth at all costs at the same time as valuing the healthy work-life balance to the same degree. You can't have uh, a complete focus on customer focus while having a complete focus on keeping your costs low. So your values give you this way of defining some guiding principles which your employees, your leaders, everyone in the organization can use to help make them decisions, to get aligned, um, and ultimately, it helps everyone to avoid a lot of stress and a lot of conflict. We gave you an example yesterday. If me and Alexis, as the founders of Air Manual and other businesses, if we were not in alignment on our one of our values, which is enjoy the journey. So if Alexis thought this was really important and that enjoying the journey uh, included having a healthy work-life balance and making sure that his team... Um, clocked off at sensible hours and weren't disturbed at the weekends unless, uh, well, unless there's a really good reason which supports that that value. If he had that set of uh, beliefs and, and, and principles, and I, on the other hand, was very focused on growing at all costs, then that's going to lead to a lot of conflict between me and Alexis. So we're going to have a lot of uh, arguments and stress and heated discussions. It's also going to cause a lot of pain for our team because our the people that are reporting to Alexis are going to get direction as to you know it's important that we work hard and we we achieve our goals but enjoying the journey is really important whereas I'll be telling my team come on guys we need to be uh, working into the evenings we need to be uh, powering through the weekend we're growing at all costs whatever it takes and so the teams are going to get frustrated at each other and they're going to get confused because 
they're going to be listening to both sets of leaders uh, and it's going to be all, all sorts of conflict. And so having these core values, it helps us to get clear on what is important and what guiding principles we are following. And, and it, it helps enormously. Um, I remember when I first heard about core values and it's really easy to pass it off as, you know, just something that enterprises have, but don't really live by. And I think that that often comes from people who have been in larger organizations and they've seen the core values on their website, but they haven't really felt them in their day to day interactions. And actually the culture within their department, with their, within their team might conflict with the, uh, the values that are stated on their, their website. And that's, uh, it's kind of normal, actually, in the largest organizations, it's really normal to have kind of um, uh, subcultures and sub teams with different cultural um, values, but that doesn't mean, mean that they don't exist. It doesn't mean that they're not useful. And for any small organization, uh, any large organization team, I'd just say they, they can do so, so, so much good and make life so much easier and less stressful that if you at the moment don't feel or have a kind of a suspicion that these aren't aren't actually a good thing i'd say invest in it give it a chance and this could be a, a real game changer okay so today's episode i wanted to go into how to actually define them and we've got a simple four-step process uh, i'll say simple not not necessarily uh easy you're gonna have some uh, big and important discussions and there may be a lot of back and forth to get on the same page but the process is is, is uh, simple and ultimately incredibly rewarding for you and, and your organization so the first step is to look across your team look across your your company and identify the people that really shine so who is the you know the, the top salesperson? Who is the person who um, is delivering the best results in uh, engineering? Who's the person on the marketing team that everyone else wants to work with because the results are so uh, are so strong? And not just thinking about the the ones that are delivering the biggest impact in terms of you know financial impact results, but also thinking about the ones that exhibit the behaviours that mean people want to work with them, that people support the way that they act, that people see them as a, a kind of a guiding light as to how you'd like other employees to act. So look at the people in the organization that really shine. And this should include leaders. Don't, don't, don't try and be overly humble at this point. It's often going to be the, the, you know, the business owners, the founders, and some of the senior leadership who should be on this list. And the way they behave should be the example for the rest of the organization. But at the same time, don't just look at leaders. Also look for uh, examples at essentially every level where there are people who are really, really shining through. All right. Now I've got a list of people. What I want to do is, in step two, list out the characteristics or behaviors that they exhibit that really shine through. So what are the specific behaviors that make a real difference to your customers the ones that make it a place that you're really proud to work in and i, I remember having this discussion uh when we were coming up with our own core values and we had 
<laughs> not so humbly, would put myself on the list uh, as as someone who uh, had some of the behaviours that we wanted to be able to pass through to, to the team. And one of the behaviours that I had was a really sharp attention to detail. And I often pick up uh, on on everything. I pick up on uh, typos, I pick up on slides looking the right way, on the website looking the right way, on the application being really easy to use, on not having too many fields and forms, all these little bits where I'm looking, I've got this sharp attention to detail. And that isn't something that came so naturally to some of the other members of the team, including, as it happens, Alexis. But when we reflected on it, what came from that discussion was, while it wasn't something that everyone found natural, when we uh, built on that, when we used my ability to to look at this attention to detail and um, tweak the way that we did designs for the website, for the app, for slide decks and whatever else, it led to better results. And the that focus on, on making things easy, easy to use, on iterating and so on, it led to better results for the team. It led to us having a lot less uh, stress because we weren't um, conflicting about what standards to have. It led to a real differentiator for us as a business because we took a lot of pride in the quality of the every deliverable that we did uh, and a lot of pride in how easy it was to use a website. And for our customers, it would be something that they would share on customer review sites that say, this website's brilliantly easy to use. And the support we get from uh, the team is always on point and really friendly. And that was attention to detail going not just into the, you know, the applications and, and resources, but also going into our processes. And so we picked out this, this uh, behavior, which wasn't, it wasn't to say that this is something that everyone can already do. But it's something that we saw that one of the key people in our organization was uh, was doing. And it was something that we wanted to try and replicate and say, well, actually, even for those that find it more difficult, this is something which is really, really important. And so you want to create that. Initially, it's going to be a long list. You've got a list of people, and then you're going to have quite a long list of different characteristics. Um, and some of them are going to sound quite similar. That's okay for now. Some of them are going to go all over the place. Some of them might be uh, ones that are really different to any other organization. Other ones you might go, well, it's something which I see in any organization, but it's okay, put it on the list. We'll get the long list first. The third step is to take that long list and then to start working it down. So we wanna iterate on it and we wanna be choosing the ones that are the most important and will ultimately have the biggest positive impact on the way that people behave. Um, again, picking up the, on the attention to detail uh, value that we have in our company, one of the reasons why it's such a valuable value is um, is that it doesn't come naturally to everyone and that it uh, leads to them having to make conscious changes of direction in order to, to play by that value. Now, as we later go on to embedding it into our organization, we're gonna look for people who naturally are inclined to pay attention to detail and we're going to look for certainly for people that appreciate paying that attention to detail but it wasn't something which everyone was just naturally doing if we, if we if it was then it would have been okay as a value but it's even more more helpful because it was something which actually by introducing this as a value it would change the way that we would 
work together, we could see that we'd be able to apply it to some of our processes for coming up with content for improving our internal processes and actually change the organization for the better by all getting aligned and going, you know what, this is something that we want to, we want to see through and embed at every level. It was really, really powerful. So we're looking for a, a shorter list. Um, five might be the sweet spot, uh, probably four or more. I'd probably say four to seven. Uh, there's, a, there's a load of research on it. You know, lists of about four to seven are the easiest to remember, which is something important. You want your your uh, employees to end up basically having it memorized, uh, your set of core values so they're able to easily apply it. But I have seen examples of organizations with nine or, or even more. If I was doing it for the first time with another organization, I would certainly be aiming for between four and, and seven. Um, and so hopefully, hopefully at this point, the, uh, and this, this third step is maybe the more challenging and time consuming. It should be the, uh, it could be the quickest because the first step you have to come up with a list of the people. The second step, you've got to come up with a list of all those different characteristics, but it's a third list where it can take time because you one want to whittle it down, but it's also it's useful to kind of walk away at this point and come back. It's kind of have that first meeting, come up with your long list uh, with, you know, have that meeting with the team. It's going to be a collaborative exercise. Come up with that long list, have an idea of where you think it's going to go and then walk away and give people a chance to reflect on it and go do these uh, core values, which we've come up with. Do they feel really right? Is there something we want to tweak here? Ultimately, after you know a few iterations, a few discussions, hopefully you come up with a set of core values that feel really positive for your organization. You can start to feel, you know what, if we could make this uh, something which we do embed into our recruitment, into our performance management, into the way that we make decisions, this would be really valuable. Um, and so the challenge then is uh, how do you start communicating and, and, and embedding it? And so the fourth and, and final step for kind of divine, defining your values is to bring them to life. It's to um, give a little bit of description and examples that help to explain to other people what you mean by your values. And your, your, your values will typically be, it's often just a few words or a short a very short sentence because it has to be easy to memorize it has to be easy for anyone to just uh regurgitate whenever needed because you you need to be able to apply them in so many different situations yet there's got to be real meaning behind it i'll i'll give one example uh, i won't go through all of our core values because it would actually take a take a while to kind of read through but i'll give one example to to explain uh, how we uh go about describing, explaining, giving examples for a core value. So our first core value is focus on impact. And this is the way that we describe it. We say what this means to us. We know that our growth is dependent on increasing the value we deliver to customers. We focus our energy on improvements that will make a real difference with a desired outcome made clear upfront. We strive to amaze our customers by providing guidance that is timely, immediately useful, and friendly. We do so consistently across all our channels, including the tool, communications, and support. We expect everyone to understand why 
They are working on a particular activity or, or objective, being clear on how it will benefit the business and our customers. So that description helps to explain what we're trying to get to with our focus on impact um, uh, core value. We then give out three, three examples. And this is great if you can relate them to real, uh, real uh, scenarios that have actually played out in your, in your workplace. So the first example, uh, all of our meetings have specific goals and predefined agendas with an expectation that solutions and decisions should become, should come out of the meeting itself. No meeting should ever just be a discussion. So immediately you can see we're talking about meetings and how we apply focus on impact to meetings. And the way that we use our meetings is actually different to how people may have experienced meetings in other organizations. So it's really valuable, uh, particularly for people coming into our company to understand, um, one, we've got this core value, but two, you're going to see it immediately in your first meeting. We will not have a meeting where anyone doesn't need to be there, where it isn't clear uh, what's going to happen in the meeting, where we don't actually get work done within that meeting. Our second example was quite specific, and it was about a feature that we had been working on. Um, so it was when working on report translations, and then we give a name of a developer. I'm going to call him James for now. James used real customer examples to help shape the development. This resulted in adding support for uploading Excel files, as we know of real customers using uh, this, uh, this, this way of working. So here, this is quite specific. Obviously, this isn't one that you're going to copy, but it was something that the people on the team could relate to. So everyone was aware of this feature we'd been working on and could see that this uh, value had been brought to life. And it was someone who wasn't a senior leader. It was someone, uh, a junior team member of the team, who'd done a really good job of living the value. So a really good example that others on our team could relate to. And then we had one more example where we talked about when customers were asking to uh, new features, uh, we asked questions to understand how the change could help. And actually, we padded that out with a bit, a bit more detail about the specific uh, requests and changes to really bring it to life for our team. So we've got this kind of this brief description and a few examples. We, it doesn't need more than that. But it, it does need something. You can't just have the, the words themselves. It won't be clear enough what focus on impact means. And you can have, there's kind of a, it's not kind of a on-off switch whether you, when you're focused on, on, on impact and other things. There's various degrees of how far you can take that. And by giving examples, you help to make it clear what we're thinking out and what we mean and how you might apply that for, uh, uh, apply that in different scenarios. So that's it. At this point, you've got your, your set of core values. You've got some descriptions and examples and you're ready to start using it. The first thing you would want to do is to present this to the team. You would want to share a written copy that anyone can access anytime, but you'll want to actually do this as a as a presentation to help bring it to life, to help answer questions that people have, um, uh, and making sure that it lands. If you did get feedback, and some people, you know, over time go, it doesn't feel quite right. Then early on, these are things that can be be tweaked, and you go, ah, this one wasn't quite right. We didn't get it right. Let's just tweak it. But uh, as uh, Alexis was showing yesterday, once you have got a kind of a stable set 
these are things that should last for years and years and years. And it's only when you have a huge shift in your company uh, way of working that these things should be challenged. And so uh, again, when we were doing this internally, I know we made a couple of tweaks early on, but we've had our five core values in place now for five years, I think at least. And we review them every quarter on our management quarterly uh, meeting. And we read through them and go, are these the right core values for our business? And the, the answer is always yes. We we are very, very comfortable that these are the things that uh, we believe in and that make a big difference and really help us in the way that we manage manage the organization. Cool. So you've got some core values, you've presented them to the team. And unfortunately, this is kind of how far a lot of organizations go. They're going to go, we've got some core values and... Sometimes they've picked core values which sound nice, but don't really need a big change in the way they work, which I'd say means that they're possibly not the best core values. It would have been better to pick ones that are kind of a, a stronger sense of direction. But then they kind of they kind of leave it there. They put it on the website and they all kind of have a an offsite and have a round of drinks and celebrate the new values and talk about how they're going to use them. And then it kind of goes to the back of the agenda. Uh, it doesn't get prioritized. It doesn't get picked up. It doesn't get embedded. And six months down the line, everyone's kind of wondering, was was it worth it? Are core values really that helpful? Maybe they're not. Maybe core values are some, something for bigger organizations. And what's happened here is they haven't, haven't been embedded into the organization. So it's not enough just to state them. We need to work out how to uh, embed them at every every level level. And so here's some ones that you should be starting on um, almost immediately. So if you are recruiting at any point in the near future, the next time you hire, it needs to be part of your process. And you should be uh, ideally communicating what the values are in in the advert so that people know what your values are and can align themselves uh, to them. And you should certainly be using them in the way that you then assess candidates and see if they're going to be a good fit for your culture. Uh, and we've already already on an earlier episode talked about how you can be uh, reviewing values fit through an assessment before an interview. And on tomorrow's episode, I'm going to look at how you can be uh, reviewing that values fit, that culture fit in an interview itself. So first of all, get it in your recruitment process. Secondly, get it in your performance reviews. Um, we haven't gone detailed into performance reviews on this podcast yet. We will do in future. Uh, but... Uh, our, our recommendations is that you, you're doing performance reviews of your employees every three months uh, so they're getting timely feedback about how they're how they're performing and the way that we've embedded this is to kind of split our performance reviews into uh, three three areas which they get a score for the first area is um, uh, delivering results so are they uh, delivering the results that they've, you know, against the objectives and key results that they've set out to achieve. The second is how they performed, have they lived our core values? And so they're getting a score, which is equally as important as delivering, uh, delivering results for living our core values. And the third area is about doing business as usual tasks, staying on top of all the uh, admin and recurring tasks that need to happen every week, every day. And so we've we've given this real significance. It's not just a uh, a separate bit, but actually we give them a score for their 
uh, whether or not they're living our core values. And this adds up to their total score for how they're performing. And in, in air manual, uh, this can uh, also impact you know, how, they, how we review them over longer periods. And if they are performing great, then brilliantly, they're getting rewarded. Uh, we're giving them fantastic feedback. Everyone's happy. They're able to move up. If they're not living our core values, then we're, we're going to ding that. And we are going to highlight that as an area for improvement for improvement and the first time that will be taking the form of giving them feedback about what areas uh, were causing concern and and some of the ways they might tackle that and we'd be building that into a personal development plan to to tackle over the, the coming months and if it came up again and again then we, we would take that more seriously we'd we'd be putting them onto a performance improvement plan which is essentially a point of saying this is this is such an issue if you if you're not living our core values it's such an issue for an organization that either we need to find a way to address it or we're going to have to start managing you out of the organization and that's just how fundamental it is it's like whatever however senior you are in the organization we are putting our our hand down and we're saying look this is so important it's so important that you share the same values as everyone else uh, and that you are able to live by those when you're working with us that if you can't then you're going to need to go and work somewhere else. And that, that might be good for you. It might be that you're going to be happier in, in another organization. Um, but um, if this is built into your recruitment process, this will uh, stop being something that comes up so long. And when it does come up, it will be something that you can help to manage them and explain why and help them to address it. And that's something we've actually been able to do successfully um, uh, several times. And it's so important to do because the moment that you allow people to contradict the core values the moment we say our core values uh, attention to detail but we've got this one team who are just throwing stuff out without doing reviews and it, everyone else is looking across and going oh man i understand why they're trying to move quickly but this is affecting our brand this is affecting the way that people see us and you can start to see it seeping out and other people changing their view on what quality is and it's leading to it's going to lead to such frustration between teams and between leaders. It's going to lead to real questions and pain points for employees at all levels where they go, you know, you say it's attention to detail, but there's this example over here where it was okay. So now that's okay. So I'm going to apply it here. And the leader will be like, no, 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 you can't do that. This goes against what we're trying to do as a company. And so you, you, you got to, identify those 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 cases and and tackle them and so one of the ways is in performance reviews better is to do it even even sooner and to give them timely feedback so a third way embed of embedding it in your organization is to um identify when people are exhibiting the behaviors that you want to see exhibiting those core values and publicly praise them like go ah Daniel, this was an awesome uh, example of being proactive and dependable. That's one of our core values. Um, when he uh, uh, stayed an hour late to address a, uh, a bug that had come up for a customer and was causing them uh, a real problem, he's proactively worked out how to solve it and tackled it and responded to the customer. So the customer is no longer concerned, really proactive, really dependable, really happy um, and great work uh and that's would be you know publicly sharing that um we'd also uh on the flip side 
be looking for examples where people are starting to conflict about it. And we gave one yesterday. Um, if we saw that someone was working late repeatedly and that they were doing it not because they were enjoying the work and that they ultimately felt this was something that was going to help them and they would feel better about it, but because they felt they had to and they were it was affecting their, their happiness and the team around them, um, then this would con conflict with our enjoy the journey uh, uh, value. And so in this case, what we're not going to necessarily do is kind of ding them publicly. We're, we're probably going to avo avoid that, but instead have a private uh, note, a private conversation, pick it up on their one-to-one -one and just explain, look, I've seen you doing this. You may well believe that this is something which is valuable and right and helpful, but actually it goes against one, one of our core values. And conflicting with the core values has such a big impact. It, it's leading to other people feeling stressed that you're working late and maybe they need to do more too. It's leading to people feeling worried about your, you know, your mental health and where you're at and that you're uh, focused on a short-term deadline and we're not thinking about the marathon here. And so we'll be giving, giving them that private feedback and that, uh, that kind of redirect to help them hopefully adjust their behavior and, uh, and realign with, with the values and um, hopefully feel much happier, much uh, healthier for doing so. Cool. All right. So today um, I've been talking about core values. I started off with a repeat, a reminder of why they're so valuable, but really focused on a four-step process for how to define them, where you, one, look at the people in your organization that really shine, two, list out the characteristics or behaviors that they exhibit that really shine through, three, um, take your long list of characteristics and behaviors and bring it down to more like four to seven uh, core values. And these are the ones that you're going to start sharing and embedding in your organization. And four, to then use some description, add some examples to help bring it to life so you can then present it to your organization, communicate it, and everyone can be clear about what you mean by each of those, those values. Now, as our regular listeners will know, we run a weekly webinar, which is on how to free up 15 hours per week and remove the constant stress of running a business without slowing down growth. And in this webinar, we kind of go uh, quite deep on how to sort out your internal processes and sharing guidance uh, and onboarding and core values. It's actually part of that, part of the guidance that you're going to be trying to share with all of your organization. Um, so we're going to be taking this at a, a really practical level of how to make this work and to free up 15 hours per week. The webinar is every Wednesday at 1pm UK time and you can find out more and register at www.emmanuel.co forward slash webinar. Final note for our podcast listeners, as a new podcast, we do need your help. If you found the content valuable, then please, please, please go and just spend 30 seconds giving a, a, a review um, that review will help it to get picked up by the, the bots or the moderators at Apple and other places to go, this is a podcast which is getting some interest, getting some listens, getting some reviews, and that will help to get more visibility and ultimately uh, be listened to, we hope, and therefore help, we hope, more people. So uh, again, if you found it valuable, then please go and take a moment to give that feedback. Other than that, until next time, have fun.